Hey, 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 this is Ty from Breaker Culture, and this is episode 71. Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show. All right, I'm excited to have you here for episode 71. Um, Today, I get to sit back and chat with a gentleman named Ed from AIAB Breaks. And I I came across Ed when I was doing some research for some stuff for Breaker Culture, and I came across AIAB, and it's one of those things where I I just kind of got sucked in. And I sat there and I watched the breaks, and I thought, man, this is really, really original. This is something that's a little authentic in the industry, and I sat there and I kept watching, and before long I was there for an hour. And uh, yeah, he has a way about him. He he's one of those guys where you meet and you realize, you know what? He is one hundred percent himself. He is he is authentic, and he takes his arcade experience. He used to run an arcade, and he's got this infatuation with game shows, and he kind of brings that all together to create an experience with group breaks. That I think is just very unique. And so today you get to hear his story. And we talk, again, for about an hour and 15 minutes, we break down kind of everything that he um, puts into his breaks and really the thought process he has when he's putting together his group breaks. And, and uh, he's built a pretty unique community. He focuses on those types of breaks that are uh, kind of the forgotten products, the products that are hanging out there um, sometimes. And uh, he's able to go in and scoop them up and do uh, pretty economically pleasing breaks. And so that's always fun. Um, but here's the deal. So we, we partnered up and I, I said, you know what, we should do something fun for the audience on this one and, and kind of get it, give, give them a chance to see your, um, see your style. And so if you're listening to this on iTunes, um, all you have to do is go to YouTube, type breaker culture, or just click the link in the, sh- the show notes here or go to Twitter. You'll see the link. We have this episode on YouTube and all you have to do is go to YouTube and comment on the YouTube podcast link for this episode episode 71 and and seriously all you have to do is answer one question what is your favorite game show or board game that's it put your comments in the comments on the youtube link and ed is going to randomize everyone that that comments and you got to be a subscriber so i'll make sure you always subscribe to what breaker culture is doing and what what aiab is doing so subscribe to both of us and we're going to randomize those names, and Ed's going to put 10 of you in an upcoming Bowman baseball draft that he's doing. You're going to get three teams, literally free, three teams for his Bowman draft. And you get to see how he does a snake draft. He has a software that's built out for this. So it's really pretty fun. So uh, props to him for giving that away and letting you jump in for that. Um, so, yeah, be sure to go comment on the YouTube link. Um, favorite game show or board game? That's it. Listen to the episode, enjoy the conversation with Ed, and uh, as always, thank you so much for supporting Breaker Culture. Have an incredible week. We'll catch you on the back end of this. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. 
is doing good. I'm glad we can finally line this up. For sure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so are you are you packaging cards right now? Is that what you're doing? I know it's late at I, night. I am. I was watching a stream, um, one of the auction streams, and doing some packaging, shipping stuff day after a break, you know. Oh, yeah. So what, what do you normally put in the background? Do you, you normally put, like, competitor streams, your own stream? What do you put in the background when you're packaging? Um, I don't really know that I consider anybody competitors, but uh, there's two streamers I like. There's Back in the Game Collecting. Mm -hmm. um he does he does like personal breaks and stuff but he does something kind of interesting with uh set breaks i don't hmm. know if you've ever heard of that no so he has he gets like or he's had like vintage sets so he'll have like a top set of 73 tops and what he does is he breaks it up into uh like 11 to 15 card packs and each one of them he puts like a hall of famer or a star in and then basically you buy those packs so you have a chance of getting like the clemente if you happen to get that pack but um you're gonna get at least something decent interesting so, okay i've been on this kick of 85 fleer which for whatever reason is like my nostalgia button so <laughs> i've been buying 85 fleer a lot from him <laughs> nice so what, what is uh i mean is it is it relatively good priced yeah like uh the, like the 85 fleer packs are like mm -hmm. four bucks and I think you get okay. like 15 cards. Um, and I pulled the Kirby Puckett the other day. So that was exciting. So, and like the, the older ones, like I think I did a 73 and it was like $13 maybe uh -huh. for the pack or something like that. And he pulled me a Yaz. So I was excited about that too. Nice. So it's cool because you know you're going to at least get something out of it. That's awesome. So in yeah. the 85 Fleer, because it was the, the puck was rookie, right? Uh, Puckett and Clemens. Yeah. Got it. Okay, because I mean Ryan was not a rookie, obviously. Right. Um, cool. That's awesome. I, yeah, I I had not heard of that. That's that's a really interesting take on breaks. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of cool, especially with the the older stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, when sure. you know buying a box costs two grand, whereas if you have a set or could get a set, it's probably not the same price. Right. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> So AIAB card breaks. I, I've been intrigued by what you've been doing because you, I mean, you recently started, but I was just attracted to kind of your style. It was a little bit different than others, and it took us about seven weeks to finally coordinate a good time for our schedules. Yeah. But so give, give listeners a little bit of the background and kind of, kind of how you got started and what that actually means, what that acronym means, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting. AIAB actually stands for Arcade in a Box. Um, I used to own, um, well, I still own a company called Arcade in a Box. I used to build custom arcade panels for like home use. Really? Like, you know, to play like retro arcade games and stuff on. Okay. It was basically, you can like buy them on Amazon now, like a much smaller version, but they were like big wooden boxes with a computer and everything built into them. And then they just plugged into your TV and it had like two arcade controllers and trackball and all that stuff on it and had like thousands of games on it. So that's where the arcade in a box came from because it was literally an arcade in a box. Huh. Um, and then, okay. Yeah. And then that kind of migrated into uh, making custom arcade controllers for consoles, like single controllers for like professional Street Fighter players that go to like Evo and compete and all that stuff. Okay. So I was building custom controllers for them and then that kind of blew up um, and then that moved into building a uh, – actually opening an arcade 
or a gaming center uh, where those guys, those professional Street Fighter players would come and train and then we would run tournaments and stream tournaments and do all that kind of stuff with commentators. It was like it was like our own little esports before esports. That's incredible. So what, yeah. what year was this? Give us some context here. Um, let's see. Street. It was around the time Street Fighter Four came out, which I think was oh nine. Gosh. So, okay. Uh, probably like two thousand ten, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. We were doing the tournaments and, and that type of stuff. So actually, one of the guys that trained here in Tucson took second place at Evo. I think. I like how you said just, just the fact know. that you said trained. It just. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, they called it like their dojo. It, it was pretty cool. Nice. I was cool so cool. game, but it was a place for them to to go and and not get charged a lot of money. And you know, and with those type of games, training like one on one with other people so you can learn hmm. what you're doing rather than just online. You know, it was it was more like an arcade experience than oh, just, got it. Than just being online with some faceless person. Interesting. Yeah. So why did you give that up then? Because that sounds like that was pretty neat. That, was the money not there? Um, the money was never really there. Um, <laughs> our, our big money came doing, I would do like birthday parties on the weekends. Because I had like arcade machines and all kinds of stuff in, in the arcade. So I would do birthday parties on the weekends. And that mm-hmm. was like, that's what kept it going. But I'm like, man, I'm gone like every weekend, which is terrible. Because I still had a real job. Yeah. Besides this. Um, so, and then we got broken into a couple times. Um, and then I was just like, you know what? It's not, it's not worth it anymore. So we what did one someone... final big tournament and then we just shut it down. Got it. What does someone break in and steal from an arcade? Um, well, we had like, you know, 30 Xboxes and. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. We had a lot of, a lot of that stuff. They stole the video camera recording thing. And <laughs> wow, so that's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So. So but, if, you, if you were to decide on owning a, a pretty popular card shop or a pretty popular arcade shop, what would you choose now that you've done oh that? Man, I could, could you like combine the two? You could have like Ooh. retro arcade on one side and like, you know, kind of like they have comic shops in, in, in cards. You could have like retro arcade cards. That's a great, I, I mean, cause I, I do think there's probably tons of overlap between yeah, those slash bar. <laughs> exactly <laughs> or coffee shop right or coffee yeah yeah, shop, or coffee yeah. Shop. Right, of course yeah uh, so for my son's birthday in july we got him one of those arcade one up systems i think it's mm-hmm. what they call it, right uh the street fighter one and we're we're actually working on customizing it now we're getting like the raspberry pi oh nice and we're trying to do it all together but uh, i've been watching a ton of videos you could probably do it in like two seconds but <laughs> yeah it's funny like i see that stuff now and i'm like man i was fitting like an entire size computer <laughs> in a box like and i think i started in 99 so it was like you know it was a big box it was like 36 inches by like 12 inches i mean it was a big wooden box with... no kidding yeah now i look like the raspberry pi and i'm like oh i could like <laughs> stick that in a little tiny arcade stick <laughs> that's so true yeah you literally could put that thing in your back pocket I mean, that thing yep. is it's so, so efficiently produced. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So arcade in a box, that's what uh, AIAB stands for. So right. kind of, let's talk about the shift then. What, what started happening? Yeah. So um, I kind of just, uh, uh, there's a YouTuber named Jabs, which most people probably know. Um, I don't know, probably someday popped up on my YouTube feed because he's really popular. 
um, and just started watching that. And I was like, whoa, what's going on here with like he's opening packs for other people? This is crazy. So, uh, <laughs> of course, I, you know, dug deeper and started. And I collected baseball cards, you know, up until the 90s, like most people my age. And then stopped. And I've kind of collected a little bit. Like I'd buy a hobby box every couple years just to scratch the itch. So you were at least um, staying aware of what was happening with cards. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always followed baseball. So um, I never like went away from from that, from the actual baseball. But yeah, uh, the cards themselves, you know, I didn't realize there was, you know, 85 different parallels to every card and numbered and autos and hits and all this stuff like i would just buy a hobby box of tops yeah like oh what's in here oh cool okay uh, <laughs> i didn't happen to buy a 2011 update you know that would have been nice mm, that would have been <laughs> my goodness um, yeah yeah uh so i saw the stream and i was like what is this breaks thing and then i started doing some research and be like oh this is pretty cool mm-hmm. uh, and then kind of joined a few breaks from a couple of, like the really big breakers um and my first breaks I got into were 2019 Bowman. And as a Red Sox fan, it's not a great set for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> and not knowing that, you know, I was like, oh, wow, I got one J.D. Martinez card. That was cool. And it happened to be a company that didn't ship everything. They oh, ship, nice. You know, the Chrome. I think they didn't ship the Chrome and, and any other, like, numbered or hit. So I got, mm-hmm. like, some, I got, like, eight Chrome Chavises and, Matas, and then I got one JD Martinez that was numbered to 500. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, that was kind of cruddy. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then I started researching a little bit more and being like, okay, Bowman's probably not the greatest, the greatest set. Yeah. Um, but as I watched more breakers, I was like, man, there's, you know, a lot of the cameras are just terrible and they're like autofocus and bad reception. And I'm like, man, this just doesn't look good. And it's hard to see the cards. And nobody really does like a an actual stream stream. Well, the few guys do on Twitch, uh, like Bamf and I think it's a Card Breakers company. What, what do you mean by stream, like an uh, actual stream? Like like a lot of breakers, it seems like they just use a cell phone, right, and kind of point it towards in front of them, um, and then that's what they record off of. Or maybe they have a webcam like that. Whereas hmm. a full stream setup is, you know, you have streaming software. You have multiple camera angles going on at once. You have scenes that you can switch in and out uh, to show different things. Okay. So that's kind of what I mean by like a full stream setup. I don't know. Got it. Okay. Am I explaining that well? Yeah. Like production, I guess you could call it maybe. Interesting. Yeah. I I think you're right for sure. Um, I would say there's probably more, more that are doing it now, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. And I think early on, a couple of my earlier breaks, too, were on Instagram. And, like, Instagram is oh, kind of like okay. this Wild West no kidding. Uh, breaking. So, and a lot of that, and, and that's probably where I got most of the impression of they're just using phones with, like, their data plan and, like, the reception's terrible. You can't <laughs> see anything. Um, you know, right. zooming in on the, on the laptop monitor to show stuff. Um, so, um, there was that aspect that I didn't like. And then there was the breakers that just kind of fly through everything, just looking for the hits. Um, and to me, I don't know, it just made, it didn't, it kind of just, it just felt kind of gross. It was just kind of like this, none of these cards are worth anything. So 
let's just rip through these packs as fast as we can, find the good stuff, and just kind of chuck these off to the side. Hmm. Um, so I didn't like that aspect either. So I was like, if I'm going to do this, um, I'm not going to break a ton of boxes, and I'm just going to kind of go through, and I'll read each player's name if I can say them, uh, and just kind of show each card as you go. Because there's times where I've been in breaks, and I've like paused to see like what cards mm-hmm. I'm actually getting in this break because you know you kind of want to know <laughs> i'm assuming you you had that moment where you thought you know what there's probably an opportunity here for someone to do this a little bit differently um right is that is yeah. that a fair statement yeah yeah i think one thing that i really drove out from the beginning was um coming together with people that were in the breaks yep as not like my hands doing the breaking and not a whole lot of interaction uh, between me and the people that had bought into the break. Okay. So um, there was that aspect. And then the people that don't get anything like any hits in the break. Yep. Cause that always stinks. You know, if you're paying money and you're getting right none of the hits. Yeah. So I decided to take kind of those two things and that's kind of what I modeled my, uh, my breaking style after. Okay. So, the community's big, and then I have other activities that go on during the break or <laughs> after the break that give people a chance to maybe win something. Um, I try to be a little bit more entertaining, so even if it's two hours that you don't get a whole lot, maybe you're at least had a good time. So you spent <laughs> 10 bucks or whatever to be entertained for two hours. Which is it's funny you say that because that's the, the main thing that stuck out to me is I, I probably watched your break longer than I – have any other break in a long time because like I, I just kept watching thinking why why can i not stop watching this oh that's cool it's like that uh that late night tv show that you end up staying up till 1 a.m to watch <laughs> no but it's good no it, it is good because there's there's a there's a there's a little piece of what you do that just is a little bit more real more it just connects with you a little bit better so i, I think you've, you've kind of found something which is kind of neat okay um so what when you when you started AIAB and you said okay you kind of kind of figured out the direction you wanted to go, wh- at what point did you realize you know what there is that there is a big enough audience for me to do this because I mean I guess my my initial thought would have been there's there's no way there's enough people out there that want to want to break this way, right? But w- when have you started to notice that you know what there is enough people out there? Um. I don't know if I if I thought there was at the beginning. Okay. Um, I was kind of like, well, I'm gonna buy some boxes and um, try to sell them. If whatever people don't buy, you know, cool cards for me. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Um, so that's kind of the way the first break went. Was you know, I think somehow I filled probably sixty percent of it, seventy percent of it. Okay. Which was pretty good. For I mean, I probably gave away many of those or like. You know, don't tell anybody. H- half off or two for ones or something. I, I absolutely made zero money. Yeah. On on the first several breaks, um, but I think and, and I didn't even have like the, I didn't have like the game shows and the draft and all that, which we could talk about in a little bit. But I didn't have like all that, quote unquote, entertaining stuff back then. I was just saw the people's breaks and I was like, oh yeah, I'll sell. I'll sell per team or I'll just do a random team thing. Um, 
Mm. And early on, I think maybe the first four breaks were either random or, um, you know, I sold by the team. Got it. Okay. Which, which, uh, was not fun. <laughs> so <laughs> not fun. Cause you couldn't fill it. Is that what you mean? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's like, I mean, you're basically giving away the last six teams or something. Yep. Right. You know, it's, it, it's very difficult. Um, and, and so, when you, when you say buying boxes, you're, what, what, what was kind of your MO? Were you buying retail boxes? Were you going out and figuring out good deals no, in hobby boxes? What was your thought there? Actually my first, so what I did at first is I, is I hooked up with some distributors earlier since, AIAB Arcade in a Box was already a business. I already had a business license. I already had a uh, um, a sale or a tax exempt form. Yeah, I had all that stuff already, so I could sign up with distributors that you know would have me. Right. So I actually, first off, I bought I think maybe two or three hobby boxes, and I just broke them on my YouTube channel, like for myself, just to kind of see what was out there, what the products were like. Um, figured out which ones I liked sort of or which ones were cheaper mm -hmm. and then uh, bought more for the first break. So I did get them at wholesale price. Yes. So, so yeah. So, you know, whether I sold them or not, it was, like I said, it was just some more cards for me. So I did have that aspect of it down. So I kind of knew the pricing and, and what I was going to be paying for stuff. Um, it was the allocation later on that I learned about that was going to be a little bit more difficult to, mm. to jump to jump into that or jump that hurdle there. Wait, breakers get allocated? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Uh, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't spend nearly as much money to, to get allocated anyways. Yeah. So, um, so that was a way I also had to kind of uh, shift my focus of how I was going to do breaks also. Got it. Based on the fact that I couldn't get the new stuff right when everybody else got it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. You're you're navigating the waters that a lot of these group breakers are trying to figure out, and and, and honestly, a lot of the customers just understand that the hassle and the the frustrations you have to go through just to get that right, just to get the four boxes. Right. Um, it's it's not it's not as easy as you think. Right. At, at least to sell it at a, at a at least a price that helps you make a little bit of margin. Right. Hmm. Exactly. I mean, you're not going to compete with people doing case breaks and. And that and and like that was never my goal. I mean, yeah. the people I was getting in were a large part people that were coming back into this hobby. So that worked at a big advantage for me because I could get stuff from seventeen, eighteen, and earlier in nineteen, um, and people were perfectly happy to break that stuff because they never huh. seen it before. Um, and eighteen is a great year, anyways, with all the crazy rookies and everything. Yeah, that's true. So. That's a great you point. You know, it's it's worked out well. I can't, 17's getting really hard to find, but... <laughs> yeah. And 18's getting there now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that that is the thing with the hobby exploding the way it is. I mean, you, you are seeing that older stuff dry up really fast. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, even some of the analysis we've done on just sealed wax prices. I mean, it's... Yeah. Y y the, the better investment of outside of like landing some of the top hits the best investment would have been just buying wax of any of the last five years and holding it for two years. Right. You were almost Anything. guaranteed like, to make money. Even the terrible stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th thank you group breakers, right? That's helped kind of drive prices, right. but also thank you guys like Gary Vee who keep talking up investing in cards and flipping and all that stuff. So I think it's a, right. It's just a good marketplace to be in, but interesting. I think I may jump into soccer after hearing him. Oh at, gosh. Uh, national. <laughs> 
He's gonna drive that market all by himself. Be like, hey Gary V, can you uh can you talk about the the market for Street Fighter uh, <laughs> arcade boxes again? <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh gosh, that's funny. Um, interesting. Okay, so you've been doing this since the beginning of the year, more or less, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you 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 obviously have a gifting at kind of creating a the entertainment environment, kind of the production. What what's kind of your thought process when you you're producing the the stream? What are you trying to achieve? Um, I'm trying to keep the chat in into the break. I'm trying to keep everyone kind of uh, trying to keep their attention. Okay. Uh, as as the breaks going on, um, and the people that aren't even in the break. I mean, we get lots of people in our in our chat that aren't even in the break. They're just like, oh, I just came in to watch. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's that's me. That's really cool. Um, so one thing I did early on was, you know, the selling the teams wasn't working. The random is just exactly what it is. It's completely random. So a lot of people wanted to do one. A lot of people wanted to do other. So I'm like, well, why don't we just do a team draft? So hmm. all 30 spots basically get randomized. And then I have a draft. There's like a big draft board behind me. And then everyone just in through the chat just starts picking their teams as we go through the draft, the draft order. Um, and that way, the more spots you buy, the better chance you have at getting a better draft pick, um, the better chance you have at picking the team you want. Um, huh. Or if you don't really care, you just buy one spot and then you, you get what you get and um, and move on to the break. So, And we can usually fly through the draft now in under 15 minutes for hmm. all 30 teams, which is pretty impressive. What I have everyone do if they're regulars, I have a I have a set default draft list for them, unless they want to change it. And then everyone that orders the break, mm-hmm. uh, hold on, let me get my phone out here. Anyone that orders the break, they put in. They Stop type being in so popular. Draft. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyone that orders the break through the website, they type in a draft list. Basically, the team, the order of teams that they would draft, or the order they would draft the teams in. So if they don't make the break, I could just look at the list and be like, okay, they would pick yeah. this team next, um, and it moves along. It moves along pretty quick. So um, interesting. Okay. It, yeah, and a lot of people have said, you know, it's actually one of the the most fun parts because you have this anticipation of, you know, oh, is my team going to get picked? Is my team going to get picked? And then they do, and then you got to kind of reel a little bit and be like, oh, okay, well, who's the next best team to pick? Mm-hmm. So it kind of just adds that fun draft element to it i like it so do you do that every single time you're breaking yep every break now we do the draft okay interesting um all right so so engagement's a big deal to you um yes you want to do whatever you can to get people engaged what what have you kind of learned i mean outside of maybe this the draft i mean that's a great way of doing it obviously because you got participation just automatically built into your your production what other things have you learned that have, have been kind of important for you driving engagement during your, your shows? Um, you know, during the actual break, mm-hmm. that part's kind of hard and that part yeah. can just be kind of dry because you're reading the same names over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it might be, I'm not real good at pronouncing some names, so that's probably entertaining. Uh, <laughs> you just make it, you just mispronounce it just to be entertaining. Probably sometimes <laughs> there's some names I just cannot say. And I just a lot of times I'll just start laughing and I can't like stop laughing because I just can't say 
certain names. Which which, um, which name do you struggle with the most? Oh man, uh, Travis D- Dinar- <laughs> Darno Darno Dinarno Diornad. Yeah, yeah. I just call him Dijarno now. Oh, that's awesome. So um, that's one. And whenever his card comes up, I just start laughing, and like the chat starts laughing because they know I'm gonna try to say it, and I'm probably gonna fail <laughs> for whatever reason. Can't say his name. Um, but Fultonewich, hey, I can bust that out all day Ooh, long. Ooh, that was nice. You're going to watch Get your out, mouth, young so, man. Yeah. Um, so um, in that, and I think part of part of it is, too, is this hobby is kind of still new to me, too. So I get excited about, like, the dumbest things. So, I mean, just last night's break, we pulled a Jose Mesa auto, and I was, like, through the roof. I was like, dude, Jose Mesa, that's awesome. <laughs> You know, who's seen an old Jose Mesa auto this year? <laughs> Nobody. We got one. <laughs> so, you know, um, and even if it's like not really that exciting to me, you know, you got to kind of act excited about it. But usually they're pretty excited. I mean, after the sixth O'Hearn auto, you're kind of not really excited anymore. But hey, um, he's getting ready to he, he's figuring things out here. OK. All right. I. Hey, hold those, hold those in the vault. (laughs) (laughs) Best way to play Ryan O'Hearn is just to stash them away, or send them off to PSA. Get all your tens, store them up because it's gonna, it's gonna happen. I pull one that's like not an auto, and I'm like, ooh, this is rare. This one does not have ink. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you know it's bad when the guy's worth more when he's not signing. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, yep. That's yep. funny. So besides just trying to, you know, be somewhat entertaining while I'm reading the cards and, and showing them off, uh, we have, uh, you know, we play on some things. We have some certain characters and cards that we bring out for good luck. Um, we have, I have Wally the green monster around here somewhere and he, you know, prays over packs sometimes and, <laughs> you know, just goofy stuff like that. I, I opened a Fairfield box and pulled this card of this player named Billy Joe Robido. And it was just like the most amazing name that I'd ever heard that I have like two Billy Joe Robido autographs now, rookie cards. And he's like our good luck charm. One of the games I do is called save some dough, but it's spelled like Robido and it's got his face on there. <laughs> um, you know, and his, and the best thing is his rookie card. If, if you ever see it, um, I can't say that I have. All right, it's it's paired with another player. So you got Billy Joe Robido, and then you have uh, hold on, I gotta make sure I get his name right because it's amazing. I gotta pull it out. Uh, yeah, uh, Mark Funderburk. <laughs> and that's his only card because I've looked, and I'm like, Mark Funderburk, he brings the fun and he brings the thunder. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we have, I love it, man. I just love it. Just, even now I'm giggling about this stuff. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way. Yeah, yeah. Please do. I'm going to put I'm going to put that in the, uh, the landing page of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, so we do the break. And then, like I said before, one thing that always stinks is not getting anything. So, um, I collaborate with a buddy of mine. I'm like, let's, what, what can we figure out to do? Like, uh, like a game show at the end, something we can give away stuff to people that didn't get a hit. Um, and then we came up the old game show. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Let's make a deal. Yeah. It probably came back actually. I think, with, I, I think it did. Okay. So 
And basically it's that we call it let's make a steal. It's got, you know, Ricky Henderson graphics on there. And uh, uh, so anyone that got a hit in the break is automatically ineligible for the game show. So I've actually had people that were sad that they got a hit and want to give it away so they could be in the game show at the end. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, yeah, basically what I do is um, we randomly select somebody that's left. Um, I offer out some cards. Um, they can either take them or we have three curtains that they can pick behind. Um, that They can either take the cards or they can pick one of the curtains. And the curtains can have like a zonk, which mm-hmm. is something usually pretty terrible. Like last night it was a pack of Terminator 2, the movie cards. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a mystery pack, which last night was a pack of G.I. Joe cards from mm-hmm. like the 80s, which was pretty cool. That's really cool. Um, and then we have like vintage packs, modern packs, free break, um, team packs, just just prizes that you can win uh, that I'll send to you if you yeah. don't get hit. So, uh, And we do that six, six more times at the end. Um, or if it ends up being a break with like a ton of extra people, I'll, you know, I'll do it a couple more times towards the end. Just kind of feel it out. I really wish you would just have more fun with your job here. This just sounds so boring. I'm tired of this. I know. I wish I could do this all day long. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> side note, Let's Make a Deal has been airing on CBS since 2009 during the day. Oh, okay. Is it? It's, Way, it's Wayne Brady, right? Yes. Okay. Repl- I, I think I did see – when I was doing some research, I was watching some <laughs> YouTube videos. <laughs> Yo, there you go. Uh, that's how you um, justified that, huh? Interesting. So – so yeah, so that concludes our Mondays. Our Monday breaks are always like that. Fridays are something different. I don't know if you even want to get into that, but Fridays are, it's like its, ho- its own animal. How can I avoid that question? Oh my <laughs> gosh, you teed me well, up. Fridays actually kind of lead into something that you had asked me a while ago about retail. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to lead into that at all or have me just go. You know what? You're just hosting and interviewing yourself right now. Just continue. Continue this. <laughs> this is really nice. Oh, no. That's terrible. <laughs> no, it's great. This is great. <laughs> Taking my job. No, I love it. No, oh. no. seriously. Uh, I think it's a great segue because you, you and I had a, a brief conversation just about retail. And I, I threw out the idea of maybe finding some contacts that can give you some retail products and take a different angle. Yeah. What, what, what's, the, what's the idea on Friday then? What, what, so, what do you got going Friday we call it Let's Get Ripping. Um, it's uh, it, it's kind of a – so we have a rip shop on the website that has uh, blasters. It has packs. It has uh, hanger boxes. Majority of it is retail. There's some hobby boxes that I'll crack open and put the packs okay. available there. Um, just recently I started doing um, blaster breaks, which is like a couple blasters and then a bonus pack of something. Um, and those are usually like five bucks for three teams, you know, something a little more reasonably priced. Um, and then I also started doing something called a pack pack mixer, which I made up. PM <laughs> packs mixer. So basically, I take a bunch of retail packs, like eight 2017 Donruss, eight 2016 Donruss, uh, and basically get up to about 20 or 24 packs, and we do a we do a break. Um, again, three teams. Random, uh, you know, it's five, six bucks a person for the three teams, and then we break all those packs. Um, so that's the the packs mixer. You realize, like, Target, Walmart, 
Toys R Us. I guess not. Rest, rest in <laughs> rest in peace, Toys R Us. Rest in peace. Uh, they they've been praying for a guy like you for years <laughs> to come and buy those packs up to yeah. go sell. <laughs> and now everyone buys them, so I'm like a year too late. You're a year too late. You're paying a little uh, bit too much. You could have gotten them for ninety percent off. I know, done right? This year ago. Yeah. Yeah, and they're even getting. They're getting. I mean. For a while there, some of the places I was getting them online, I was getting pretty good deals. But it's again, it's getting harder um, to even get retail stuff. Um, but like you've mentioned, retail is cheaper. And as I started thinking about it, like to give a comparison, uh, a hobby box of 2019 Bowman is up to what 180, uh, 200 dollars, like MSRP probably. Yeah, somewhere up there. Steel mm-hmm. City just had a sale selling a box of 2019 Bowman for 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. So the hobby box has one guaranteed hit. Is that one hit worth $120? Well, maybe. But you got you got just as good a chance of getting something out of retail. Well, not I guess not as good of a chance, but um, I guess I guess why I like retail mm-hmm. a little bit is you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> There's no guarantees, right? We've pulled, last Friday, we pulled six autos out of retail. I mean, yeah, we couldn't have, we could have cracked three hobby boxes and gotten six re, uh, six autos. So did, did you pull anybody other than Robert Stone Muffin or whatever his name was? <laughs> uh, let's see, we pulled a Cam Gallagher. <laughs> That's, that's one of your guys, isn't it? Or is he a Blue Jay? He's one of my guys, unfortunately. One of your guys. Cam Gallagher, I think, out of 25 auto. Um, you don't have to go through all the autos. I was just kidding. Yeah. we, we uh, I can't, I'm trying to think if there's any like outstanding ones that we pulled. Um, I can't remember. But go watch the video. <laughs> you know what? Gosh darn it, I will, okay? <laughs> um, I, I'm with you. I, I mean, I don't know if the logic of not knowing what you're going to get is sound, but... <laughs> I think that's probably hey, why people on. pay more. Sell here. No, kidding. no, but but seriously though, I think I think your point is that it's it's apparently not as bad as you think. There, there's a bigger delta between there's too big of a delta between retail and hobby, and yeah. I would one thousand percent agree with that. Um, and I've I've actually had really good luck with nineteen Bowman retail this year, like yeah, better luck than I have with hobby probably. And I I hadn't done that much hobby, but um. It's been very good to me. Well, it's funny because there's been a lot of products that have been like that. I mean, like Heritage High Number for baseball has been yeah. just—I hate to use the word like fire because what everyone uses, but it's been really hot, right? Everyone's talking about how yeah. great it is hot, you know, in the retail side. Um, but there's been a lot of products like that, and like like we've talked about off off air, it's the the reason why it's priced so well is because it's protected. It will yeah. not go above MSRP. Right. The problem is that you just it's hard to get, right? Unless you you're one of yeah. those guys who has a good relationship with uh uh what, Excel, Excel marketing, right? Who <laughs> delivers these to Target and market uh, to Walmart right. and all that stuff. Unless you have you know, you have a guy, it's it's you got to go battle a bunch of other yeah. grown men and it's like that's the last thing you want to do. So. Yeah, it's uh unfortunately. Yep. So, hopefully Hopefully people won't uh, jump on that bandwagon. But retail's terrible. Don't nobody yeah. buy retail. It's uh, dumb. Exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> Leave it for the kids. Yes. But you can you can get some pretty good sales. Um, yeah. You know, Heritage, I guess it's called Low Number, wasn't, a, wasn't <laughs> an amazing product, but Steel City just had boxes on sale for 39 bucks for a 24-pack. Hmm. I mean, if you're doing packs mixers like me, that's it. That's golden. That's, yeah, it's, it's it's perfect. Um, hmm. and you don't know what you're gonna get, right? <laughs> you you like this logic? It's a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? You buy a box of uh, I'm gonna try to explain it. You buy a box of Heritage Hobby, like the low number. Yeah. And you're so excited for that hit, and it's some lame jersey clubhouse card or whatever and you're like oh well was that worth the extra forty dollars i paid for this box yeah Mm, probably not on the flip side with retail you're saying you just you expect to get nothing so when you get something you're like oh my gosh exactly (laughs) you're like what i just got something that probably isn't that great (laughs) but i got it in retail so therefore it's great yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> see oh you man it. you got it <laughs> manufacturers are loving this right now we're really doing a good job selling retail <laughs> that's funny um so let, let's talk a little bit about what you've you've learned first uh what are we at uh, not eight nine months what you've learned about kind of marketing within the hobby what uh what's kind of worked with you uh as you've grown your social presence and kind of grown the site what, what's been the best way for you to get the word out about your business? Um, well, I started with Google ads and, you know, just felt like I was throwing money out the window at that point. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I, I do a lot of posting on Instagram. Um, I'll call it posting. I do a lot of posting on Instagram of the same thing <laughs> <laughs> or I used to, I don't really have to anymore. Um, cause I've gotten big enough now to where I don't really have to do any advertising. Um, cause I'm, I'm kind of at a good place, mm-hmm. but, um, the Instagram kind of grew a little bit. Um, and a lot of the Instagramming, what I would actually do besides posting like the breaks is I would post out like memes of like Kevin Hart looking confused and being like, are you back in the hobby and like totally overwhelmed and confused at what breaks are or what, <laughs> what's going on? Then, you know, send me a message or join our Instagram group. Um, and then we just kind of bring people into this community that we have on Instagram. Um, and they'd get into their first break and, and it would just kind of grow from there. Uh, hopefully they don't spend all their money in the first month cause they're super excited and they're like, oh, I can't do any more breaks <laughs> for a while. Um, right. cause you know, you get a lot of people like that. Cause it, and I was like that probably still am like that, but I have an Avenue now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, so a lot of it was that just kind of harnessing the people that were new. Like I was like when I first heard about breaks, I was like, what is this? Hmm. This is crazy. Um, so that was one big thing. Um, growing the YouTube was hard. Uh, I found jabs. Um, YouTube has this, you're talking about the super chat stuff, right? Yes. So they have super chat. So, so, so give, give the give the thirty seconds on super chat because you, you you told you told this to me before and I was blown away. So yes. most people don't know this. I guarantee it. Okay. So if your YouTube channel has over a thousand subs and I think it has to have so many viewing hours, um, super chat is unlocked. 
I love when you say unlocked. Like you just the cheat code has been activated. Like I kind of hope like my when I log into YouTube that day, like it does that. Like, it, <laughs> like angels appear and like super chat unlocked. <laughs> but before um, you get into it, what do you, what is your subscriber count at? Are you close to a thousand? Uh, no, I'm at like uh, five thirty something like that. <laughs> so, Please, I know it's it's a tough game out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, but what I did is, uh, uh, I, Jab's channel is like 40,000 strong now, I think. Oh my gosh, he just broke like to 40k. Yeah. His, his 79 break had 3,500 people live. Oh my it. gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. The break that didn't go so well had 3,500 people watching. Yeah. That still oh. blows my mind how that went down, but that's a, that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Um, so basically what you do is when you're in chat, you can super chat. So basically you can send, in this case, jabs, money, and then depending on how much you spend, uh, $1.99, $5, $10, um, it sticks a little like uh, button up above the chat okay. with a timer on it based on how much you you spent and how long the timer lasts. People oh click gosh. on that and sub to your channel. But what it does is it also appears to uh, – to Eric jabs while he's streaming, you know, his chat has 500 people on. There's no way he is reading that and can be engaged with that. It's just like chaos in there, but the super chats pop up so he can see those and read them. Uh, and he does like every single one. He makes a point of reading it and he is super good. If you're not being totally spammy and doing like a 99 cent super chat every five minutes, uh, <laughs> If, <laughs> if you're respectful and do like, you know, I'll usually do like one $10 super chat and be like, uh, you know, Hey jabs, how's it going? Um, I got this going on or whatever. And he'll be like, Hey, you know, AIAB card breaks is doing this. You guys should go sub to him, check him out and he'll keep going on with his break. But he always makes a point to read them and, and give you a shout out. Um, thankfully he's seen my channel a few now, a, a few times now. Uh -huh. And I've done it enough times now, and I'm also a Patreon and a member of his channel. So, so he owes um, it to he you. Gives, he gives me a little bit more attention. You know, he he talks about my technology and he talks about my graphic overlays and 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 gives me a little bit more uh, props. And plus, he pulled me a Chris Sale auto out of 25 the other day on nice. an archive, which was pretty exciting. Um, nice. That that so, is great. So, so yeah. wait, so you you pay for a super chat? Mm -hmm. That money goes to who? That money, well, seventy percent of it goes to Jab's family, and then thirty percent of it goes to YouTube. Oh my gosh, are you yeah, kidding they, me? What a crock! Yeah, they get, they get a chunk. When I when I started looking into it, I was like, oh, I could do like you know auctions or something, and just have people pay through super chat. And I'm like, nope, that's that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You're not taking that type of fee either. Um, wow. Okay, so so you. So it sounds like you did that a few times and that, that paid dividends. Yes. So that, that's interesting. That, it, you know, that's a hundred percent my market right there. So yeah, you can't true. target any better than that. Um, wow. So those people, and then I had this crazy idea to do a completely free break. Like so dumb <laughs> three weeks ago. <laughs> um, and how and, did that go? Uh, you know, it it went better than expected. Um, it was kind of interesting. I had 
I think, I, you know, I put up a video. I said, you have to comment and subscribe, blah, 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 that whole marketing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up with like 158 comments. Um, my subs, I think were like at a hundred and something at the time. And they jumped up to like three fifty. I mean, it just nice. skyrocketed. So um, well worth it. It was well worth it. I had this, I did this really cool video where I, where I picked the people and I took them down cause I didn't want people to get confused. Um, but basically I, for some reason I can't do anything simple. So I had like looping videos of old baseball games hitting home runs. And like anytime the home run was hit, like it would splash like the winner's name on the screen and then like go away. And it basically did that 30 times for the 30 people. That is, that's really cool. (laughs) So I'll probably use it again at some point. Yeah. But it was funny because I was like, you know, I had, I had two rules. If you're, if you got the free break, one, you had to email me and I had my email on the, the giveaway page. Um, your address and you had to PayPal $2 to help for shipping. So my, my idea was that was the complete freeloaders wouldn't even bother. Right. Cause they had to pay two bucks. So that would at least keep the people that are just going for free stuff all the time. Um, hmm. away. I hope that doesn't sound mean, but you know what I mean? That sounds strategic, <laughs> which I like. So, um, and you know, it helped pay for shipping a little bit. Yep. Cause it was completely free. Hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like I picked 30 names and it probably took me, uh, four or five days. And then we still had like 10 people that hadn't even responded. So then I picked another 10 names that well, I picked 10 alternates to begin with. Cause I figured that would happen. Um, and then I still had to go back and just start a stream and be like, I'm just going to pick 10 people from the live chat at this point because I can't fill a free break. For, for whatever reason no kidding so uh, but we got it filled uh we had a really good time we ended up we broke like 2015 donruss which is not a super great product um and we ended up pulling a, a javi baez rookie auto out of 99 was the, the nice. auto we pulled from it there you go so uh it worked out really well and then i have a bunch of people that have stuck around since then so that's great it worked so you you couple strategies to summarize. You mm-hmm. took advantage of jabs, paid for super chat. Well, I don't know if I took advantage of. No, it. I, I didn't mean it that way. No, you <laughs> t- you took advantage of the channel. That was an opportunity for you. That's that's a that's a route you took, which is great. Yes, um, and that's why I want to. I want to at least specify that I I do make sure that I'm a Patreon of his and I'm a member of his YouTube channel, so I don't just go in there and super chat. Um, I make sure I try to support him the best I can. Um, I buy into his breaks every once in a while if I can. So, um, cause I'm very appreciative of the, the shout outs that he has given me. Yeah, no. I, and I will, since you and I spoke for the first time a month ago, I have checked out Japs too, just cause I was curious cause I hadn't really seen him before. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm relatively impressed with him as a guy. He seems yeah. like he's a pretty legit dude. And, uh, although. He has not responded to my request for an interview. You know what? Maybe I need to go drop a thousand dollars super chat. You know what? You Forget go. it. I will. Let's do the super chat. Uh, it's I'll interesting because I have a lot of people that are like, I emailed him. He doesn't email me back. I've emailed him. The the times where he's has emailed me back, it's been like immediate. So I don't know if maybe I just catch him like at the perfect time, um, and he emails me back. So here's the true test. You're gonna send a note and say, hey, t- you know what? You should tell totally Jeff on Ty's podcast. 
I, I will. All right. I'll send him a message and be like, hey, listen to me on Ty's podcast. <laughs> I talked all about you and how I took advantage of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make sure you mention me while you're on my <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I think he would understand that. Well, you know, he's doing just the, fine. <laughs> you know, one of the, I told you before how he got so big, right? Uh, yes, like, but, uh, but tell the rest of the audience. Well, I mean, I don't know if this is how his channel grew so much, but he had bought a World Series ticket. I don't remember which year it was. I think it was maybe 2013 World Series mm-hmm. from, uh, I think it was StubHub. And there was an error in on their website. And he bought the ticket for like $3 or something. <laughs> um, and then they tried to like come after him and tell him, no, the price was actually supposed to be $300 or whatever. And he fought it. And he's like, no, it was $3 when I bought it. So he was like on CNN, like talking about it and, wow. and some other news channels. And I think that's when uh, his channel started to grow. I would assume so. Anyways, you know, that is interesting. I, I yeah, I forgot already his background. It's a uh, that's an interesting way to gain some popularity. Yes. Was he already doing breaks at that time? Do you know? No, I think he was just doing like uh, ball hawking videos. Oh, that's like, right. That's right. Yeah. I did check into that. He's okay. a season ticket holder for the Pirates, so he'd get in like during batting practice and just get balls like, uh, is it Hample? Uh, uh, yeah, the guy that cut A-Rod's ball. Oh, gotcha. And sold it to charity. Jeff uh, Hample? I, I, yeah. I got yeah. Anyway. He's a Pittsburgh guy? Uh, Jabs is, yeah. Okay. I'll have to see yeah. if... Uh... See if Shanice connected to him anyway, since Shanice yeah. out in Pittsburgh. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, Shanice seems to know flea market videos, which makes me jealous because we don't have flea markets here because it's 900 degrees. Oh, that's like, true. Nobody wants to be outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So what uh, what's kind of your goals going forward then with uh, with AIAB? What are you what are you hoping to do kind of rest of the year and then kind of heading into 2000, 2020? Uh, well, it's interesting because. Um, right now, next month, this yesterday's break had sold out by, um, like over the weekend, next week's break is already sold out. Awesome. The break after that is like halfway sold out. So now I'm a little bit in panic mode going, all right, what? (laughs) And this is before this podcast hits. You're going to, you're going to be turning away people. This is going to, I'm warning you now. So, um, so wait, are, do you not have enough product then to add more? Is that, is that a problem for you? No, I do. It's more of a time thing. Okay. Um, I, got it. I don't it. know that I want to do more. Uh, the Friday rip shops are going like four or five hours. Wow. So, of me just sitting here, people buying stuff and me ripping it. What does your wife think about that? Is she cool with that? Uh, she is. Okay. Um, cool. Usually Friday nights. I mean, she's an OBGYN. She works a ton. Mm. Um, you know, the kids are grown up enough now that uh, they kind of do their own thing a lot of times. So if I'm in the garage and, you know, if I'm in the garage doing baseball cards for four hours on a Friday night. <laughs> You're you know, like, that's... oh, gosh, Dad. I'm doing this thing again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, she's cool. She's totally cool with it. Awesome. Um, so it's it's not a product thing. It's a time thing. Okay. Um, one thing I thought about doing to just kind of um, – relieve the stress a little bit is mm-hmm. implementing a, like a higher end break. Oh, uh, going like against your style. In. Yeah. Uh, just throw it on the website and then that would be something that will like, will break when it fills um, and do more of like a 10 spot 
uh, snake team draft. You know, you get three teams, but it's still a draft. Uh, but it's only 10 people I have to ship to, so it's a little less work that way. Um, but for the people that want to spend, you know, $20, $30 on a break instead, um, I don't necessarily alienate the people that want to stick with the $10 break that I always do. Um, but some people have shown interest in, you know, 2018 Topps Chrome or 2018 Bowman Chrome or 2019 Bowman. Bowman Chrome's about to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so stuff like that. And, hmm. you know, and then, you know, doing the doing the 10, the 10 team or the 10 spot, three teams per. I don't have to really worry about pricing out teams and doing all that, that using all your data. I don't have to use your data. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love your data. Wow, that's uh, that's reassuring. <laughs> but it's like work for me, man. I got. <laughs> uh, I really, really it. selling breaker culture well too. Really appreciate I know, it. I, I, the data is amazing. Though. I did. We did do one Bowman break uh, early on, and I totally had your graphic up on the screen because I was really honest with everybody when I did the Bowman break. I was like, "Listen, don't pick your best, your favorite team, okay?" Here is the breakdown done by Breaker Culture oh. at BreakerCulture.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, look over this chart, and, and then I didn't even sell the last five spots. Like, I only sold 25 spots of it because I'm like, nobody wants the last five <laughs> spots of this break. Nice. Um, so. Thanks, uh, Ty. It's, it's Appreciate like it. Educational, educational break of like, you know, don't yeah. do what I did for my first break. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, no, your your information is awesome. Uh, thanks, thanks. So yeah, that's that's one thing. Uh, besides that, I don't really know. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, I that's mean, that's I, fair. I, Look, I mean, I, I I launched Patreon, so I have you a did. Account. I did. Tell tell me like, about this. Tell me about like your nine idea. Nine Patrons already. You know, my highest tier is almost sold out. So, um, that's really cool. That is that is awesome. Because you and yeah. I just recently talked about that. And uh, side note, I'm building a Patreon right now too. So Nice. Uh, but yeah, mine's a little different, obviously. I've got to figure out how to really add value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have a product. Get all the data in there. Yeah, data nerds. Um, that's, well, that's so, great, man. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that for yeah. you. That's, I, uh, I'm going to have to be your 10th. I'm going to have to jump in there. Be a Patreon. Oh, cool. See yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, man, I don't want to like alienate people because mm-hmm. some people just can't afford the patreon um and that's one thing that a lot of people kind of got turned off on jabs a bit is all his breaks are through patreon so you have to be a patreon to get into the breaks yep um and some people thought that's what i was where i was heading so um but i was like no 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 uh, the patrons like know what breaks are coming ahead of time but they don't have early access to them we may do breaks that are like patron specific like just for them like i just like we're gonna break a box of 2000 and i think it's 2003 pinnacle or 2000 and something pinnacle mm-hmm. seven or something you know just for fun uh break some different stuff with the patrons but um, by no way is it like gonna take away basically all my patron is doing is um the people that buy into breaks a lot um, you don't have to pay for shipping anymore, and I ship like once or twice a month to you now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the top tier one gets you a free break um, and the free shipping, and then you save money on the rip shop on Fridays. Um, and then, you know, I know people's PC, so I keep a little box of all of them and 
throw cards that they like in those boxes. Mm. Um, but I made sure I limited it. So I wasn't like, oh, I got a hundred people that I need to, to get Acuna juniors to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, so, all right. Well, gosh, I'm, there's I'm, a lot. It, that, like a that does seem like a lot, but I, it's it's Patreon breaks it down nice and succinctly for you, so and yeah. easy to digest. Uh, I will check. And we it do out. have. I didn't even mention on Fridays we actually have two other game show, two other games that go on on Fridays too. So, for people that that want to know, we always we always pick like uh, past players or current players. Mm-hmm. And if we pull their cards during the any pack rips that night, you know we all scream in excitement, and then I do a giveaway. <laughs> I donate money to Extra Life, and then we do a giveaway for coupons or something. I have, like, a game of Plinko from Price is Right, <laughs> and you can win, like, uh, you can get the free break in the middle. It's tough. One person's done it, but um, there's that, and then I have a, there's also the punch game from Price is Right. So we have, you can buy punch for packs on the website, and then basically you get to punch four holes, and then you get random wax packs that that we rip. Um so yeah, you are truly one of a kind. <laughs> you are the game show host of the hobby. I'm nominating you yeah. now. I think it's I think it's really incredible what you're doing. It's unique. You found your niche. You found what makes you unique, and you're you're running with it. And you, and your business is growing, right? You're yes. seeing the fruits of it finally, which is awesome. It's really good. Awesome. It's good. And and for the people that have asked me for my draft software, it's nothing personal. But I kind of want to keep it. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to keep it mine for now. Uh, I'm actually developing something for kind of the YouTube auction community. I don't know if you've ever watched an auction like on YouTube. Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, so dudes just like throw out cards and people just type in numbers in the chat and then they sell them. Just an auction. Um, so I'm actually developing a software. It's pretty close to being done that uh, helps with that process. It's got a separate app that you can send in your bids and. It's no chat for the bid amounts. So, yeah, we're going to test it again on Sunday. So that's going. So, Incredible. not really my thing, but I'm trying to. I feel bad because people are like, hey, can we get that draft thing? Can you make one for football? And I'm like, no, I really don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like a jerk, I promise. But Hey, man, uh, you can't give everything away. You're giving a lot of stuff away already. <laughs> you can't give everything away. You gotta sound like my wife. <laughs> hey, you know what? There we go. Are you making money at this? You're giving away a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, but seriously, I say this all the time. First year is great. You probably hope to break even, but year two, year three, you better the heck show your wife some good numbers. Yeah, <laughs> or it's not going to work. Uh, yeah. you, you won't exist anymore, and that's not good for anyone because we need your light-hearted, entertaining breaks around. Well, thank you. As long. <laughs> As long as I get paid zero for my time, then I'm doing all right. <laughs> Your logic once again comes through. As long as my salary is zero, um, I'm in the I'm in the black. Oh wow! <laughs> all right, well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up with some rapid fire. But before we do that, where can folks find you? And uh, all right, I'm putting you on the spot here. Is there any sort of uh, coupon code you have, or anything that you want to give away? You know they're all sold out, man. <laughs> what? It's a coupon code, but uh, you can't really use it. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess I got to cut this part out. <laughs> uh, no, I can. I can give a code for like Friday's Rip Shop. Okay. Uh, 
How about awesome. how about breaker culture is the code? Done. When when is this gonna air? Like a couple of weeks. Oh, we'll we'll talk about that offline. Probably sometime oh. 2020. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to really worry about the coupon code right now. <laughs> you can tell it's late, and we're both just totally throwing stuff out. Um. All right. So anyway, working working folks find you. All right. Uh, AIABcardbreaks.com. That's where all the you can purchase all the breaks. You can purchase everything for the rip shop. Um, rip shop always happens on Friday. So anything you buy from the rip shop that week will get ripped on Friday and it will combine shipping with a break on Monday. If you're in the break, um, I'm on Twitter at AIAB card, Instagram at AIAB card breaks. Uh, those are probably the three best places. AIAB card breaks at gmail.com to get me that way. Enter code. Breaker culture for free yes. Street Fighter arcade with your break. <laughs> no, that be sweet. Okay. But yes, you can use code uh, Breaker Culture uh, for any purchases from the Rip Shop, and yes. I will make that include uh, the, all the blaster breaks that we do on Fridays as well. That way, you can at least get into a break that way. Amazing, amazing, good stuff, great stuff. You ready for rapid fire? I think so. All right. What game show, if you could choose any, would you be the host of? Oh. Um, I'm keeping these centered around your world here. Yeah. You know, I, I got to go with Press Your Luck just because, like, that's the game, the show that everyone remembers, right? Press Your Luck. With the whammies? Oh, shoot. Big money, okay. no whammies. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Press Sweet. Your, a lot of people have asked me, are you going to make a Press Your Luck game? And I'm like, you can't, because you got to have that timing of pressing a button. I can't press the button for you. That's not fun. So, no whammies for us. Okay, so let's flip the script. What game show would you be on if you could be on any game show? Um, I think Hollywood Squares. Oh, nice, nice yeah. good call. I like it. Okay, C- center. Same. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's make a deal. We talked about this earlier. 2009, it came on CBS. It replaced a soap opera during the day. Oh, wow. What soap opera was that? Um, let's see. I know Days of Our Lives is still on. Um, I don't know. I don't even know any soap operas. Thank uh, you. All My Children? If, is that? If, if is you that knew one? that, I was going to be really upset. So thank you for not knowing the answer to that. <laughs> Guiding Light was the correct answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't days of our lives because i actually did watch that growing up um yeah you, oh, okay summers were boring man this is hot outside we couldn't do it <laughs> no kidding jeez um just go out and hang out with the uh sand ticks yeah 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 we did watch a lot of wgn uh, cubs uh, you know what's sad is the, the only thing i remember from wgn growing up was the waltons <laughs> it aired on WGN for some reason, and like my parents would only let me watch, let us kids watch like the old school, it's like wow. Andy Griffiths, Beverly uh-huh. Hillbillies, and the Waltons, and that's so all. You I were like, you were super excited when TV Land came out, huh? Oh my gosh, yeah, because I got yeah. to watch I Love Lucy. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Ed, late night. I, I watched TV Land like late night. I don't know, I was a weird kid, but anyway, <laughs> that is awesome. What um, what's your favorite all time arcade uh, arcade game? Uh, favorite all time. Wow. 
it's it tells you something that I even have to think about it, huh? Yeah. Um, I would I would probably have to go with Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. Who's your favorite character? Ken. Okay. Nice. Rock the Ken. I rock the white gee Ken. <laughs> Beautiful. Come at me. Anybody want to play me? Let me know. Ooh. <laughs> When you know that when you have a when you have a booth at the national, which will it's, ine- it's inevitable, you're gonna have to have a Street Fighter arcade console there. I'll, I'll bring my giant arcade box. Be so good, be so good. You wouldn't sell any breaks, but you would have a long line of Street Fighters. <laughs> um, this is one I kind of prepared you for, but what, okay, because I uh, we kind of talked about this, but you get to get rid of one trilogy. Which trilogy do you get rid of? Oh yeah, it's the Star Wars. I just uh, don't get that. Why would you get rid of it? The bad trilogy, the no. Why would I get rid of it? It's terrible? But it just it's makes just... the other ones so much better. Does it though? Yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> have you have you seen the trailer for the uh, what what is it? Was it what's is it the Rise of the Skywalker? No, what's it called? The new one. It just came out yesterday. The trilogy. Oh, no. I did not see it. No. Okay. I'm not. I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. Obviously, since you would get rid of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Duh. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. Last question. <laughs> Best advice you've ever been given. Um, is it cliche to just say, "Be yourself"? I mean, that was when I first started this. Uh, my best friend said, "Dude, you could totally do this. Just be yourself on there," and. uh People will, people will like you. I Dog, like it. Got it. Be yourself, Wayne Brady. Be yourself. Yes. Uh, awesome. Great stuff. Thank you so much for readjusting your schedule. Yeah. Folks, go check out Ed AIAB and uh, have a great week. Thanks, man. I'm sorry if I kind of overtook the interview there. <laughs> You'll pay for it. You'll pay for it somehow. <laughs> no problem. Sorry, buddy. Talk to you. All right, there you have it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 71 with Ed from AIAB. That was a late night for the both of us. Um, West Coast, so here in the central side of the world, it was uh, was really late for me, but uh, I tried to cut out some of my rambling in there. Hopefully you didn't notice too much of the editing. But uh, Ed's awesome, guys. Hope you get a chance to go check him out. Be sure to go enter for free on YouTube. Just comment on the episode 71 link. And uh, go subscribe to the both of us, AIAB and Breaker Culture, and you'll be entered for free to the uh, Bowman Draft. You get a chance to see how Ed runs his breaks. He's got some really cool software that he built himself to make those interactive drafts and breaks. Uh, Just a really fun time. So check it out. Episode 72 coming out here at the end of the week. Um, So hang tight for that. Another great guest. But as always, go check out BreakerCulture.com. Leave us feedback at whatever platform you use. And most of all, just have an incredible week. Thanks, guys.